What's up, my housewives, relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. I'm sorry, I wasn't there last week. I didn't release an episode. Um, If you are located in Ontario, you know that it was March break. So, you know, I took uh, a week, a week sabbatical, just (laughs) spend some time with the kids. So we just got back from Montreal. I hope that everyone had a wonderful March break uh, with their kids and loved ones. So, of course, there's a lot of things that we need to cover Um, regarding last week's episode of the Real Housewives of New Jersey and um, you know I'll be back to my regular schedule this week and cover again uh, on Thursday about the upcoming episode tomorrow Tuesday which is Tuesday tomorrow yes so going back to last week's episode there's actually a lot that I would like to cover with my listeners Um, and also give some of my predictions for next seasons, hopefully. (laughs) Okay, so the the episode started with Teresa and her therapist. Um, I don't know how I feel about the therapist right now, right? Um, Teresa goes in, talks to her. Um, Teresa seems a little bit on edge, right? I don't know if it's because she's uncomfortable she hasn't really done this before she even starts by saying that you know she never really believed in in therapy before before Louie if you recall in the prior seasons you see Teresa and Joe Gorga go to therapy together and I think they have like one set uh one session with Dr. McSweeney and then another session with Dr. V so I'm not sure they really gave it like a try um beyond that episode that we saw them like that one time with that first doctor and the second time with dr v but uh and then they just basically kind of said oh therapy we tried therapy but it wasn't for us right so in this in last week's episode we see Teresa sitting down with her therapist um from my understanding the therapist was referred to Teresa by Louis. So I'm not sure if Louis is currently using that particular therapist as well, or if he has used her in the past, but she seems like, you know, she has a relationship with him because she makes a few comments like, yeah, Louis is very compassionate person. Right. So I'm not really sure how I feel about this therapist because, and and I'll tell you why The, the reason why is because I like therapists that challenge the person a little bit more. And to me, it seems like she was kind of like feeding Teresa with her answers or it seemed a little staged to me, right? It's kind of just like, okay, well, you know, Teresa, this is what's going on with your brother. You need to move on from him if things don't work out. Um, You know, it's unfortunate that he said those things to Louis. Louis is compassionate. Again, I don't know how much editing goes into, um, you know, the conversation that Teresa had with the therapist. However, from what Teresa has been saying, it's like, you know, she has no faults. There's no faults. It's basically, you know, her dad, she saw her dad um, flip tables when she was um, younger. She saw her dad get upset. Um, so that's the reason why Teresa has never really been able to manage her own um, 
temper or not necessarily reacting the right way throughout the years. And then she goes into Joe Gorga and says that his temper scares her. He bangs on table. He's kind of toxic. Um, and then she, she, she also says that, you know, she, she has never really, um, looked into therapy and that her own behavior was not necessarily what she wanted in the future that she could have reacted in a different way. But at the same time, I'm not sure if it's Theresa who's coming up with that, or if it's Louie who's telling her you need to work on yourself. Right. So the jury is still out on this one. I need to see a little bit more, but, um, you know, from the few minutes that she was sitting on that couch, Teresa basically said a few times, my brother, you know, he did not come to my house um, warming party. My brother um, and Antonia did not go to Melania's Sweet 16. And obviously all of this is very sad. Those guys went to Antonia's Sweet 16. By the way, Antonia's six, Sweet 16 was last season. Um, Melissa had a Sweet 16 party for Antonia. Not sure why did that episode did not air, but it was recorded last season when Teresa, Melissa, and Joe were still good with each other, right? Um, so that was filmed last season the episode in itself never got released okay and i'm assuming that antonia uh, not antonia melania's sweet 16 probably happened afterwards right after the season had wrapped or something like that right so here's the thing when teresa is talking to the therapist she says you know we went to antonia's sweet 16 which was last season although they're just starting to show footage of it this year that was last season that was most likely before the reunion last year and at the reunion last year Teresa and melissa are going at it with each other again and um you know regardless of how people feel about Teresa or how people feel about melissa it doesn't matter if you're team Teresa or team melissa Teresa was upset with Melissa, basically told her that they're not close, that they don't need to continue to pretend. Uh, she also said to Teresa at that point that um, she would not be invited or as a bride, like she would not be a bridesmaid at her wedding, right? So I'm saying that a lot of things were said after Antonia's Sweet 16. So I'm not sure if by the time that Melania had her Sweet 16, um, if Antonia really did in fact have like a cheer competition. However, I do think that it's a little bit delusional for anyone to think that, you know, if parents are arguing to that extent, that they will feel comfortable sending their kids <laughs> over at some party without them you know i'm just saying like everything has to be true to um like for for the both of, of them and people know that you know i've been a fan of the show since day one i've been a fan of teresa since day one and i will continue to be a fan of teresa the only thing is 
again, I'm not sure how much editing um, goes into that when she was talking to the therapist, but I don't feel like Teresa was completely honest with her therapist based on what we see. Um, she didn't say, well, you know, my brother didn't come um, to my housewarming because he was upset. He was upset with me due to the fact that I did not invite his in-laws um, to my wedding. They're not invited, and my brother was upset about that, so he decided that he was not going to show up, right? Um, same thing goes for her 50th. Joe and Melissa responded back to Louis and said, well, thanks for the invite, but we are going to poli politely decline the invitation because obviously at the reunion you said we're not close. So now why would we come to Mexico and have a good time with you if you're telling us that, you know, you basically don't want to give us a role in your wedding. We're not close like that. Uh, we're not good people and, you know, things like that. So it seems like Teresa is just giving half of the story to her therapist and her therapist is not really trying to challenge Teresa on that right so I don't know if this is the kind of therapy that we're gonna have on TV that's just my personal humble opinion I don't think that we need to see that anymore right because the whole point of therapy you're supposed to grow if you just want to have someone that will agree with you then you might as well just talk to a friend right or a fan <laughs> <laughs> and another thing that I have to say, because um, if you've been listening to this podcast um, since the very beginning, I do talk about um, the whole invite when it comes to Joe's in-laws and Melissa's mom and all of that. And I find that people get desensitized, like the fans online, you know, the Twitter, the Twitter sphere and social media and Instagram. You know, people are very either Team Teresa or Team Melissa, and there's not a lot of, like, in between. Like, it's pretty much, like, black or, or white when it comes to these two. And um, for me, I, I like to have a little bit more of a balanced approach. Um, although I'm a Teresa fan, doesn't matter. Sometimes Teresa is wrong, and I will continue to say this, and other times Melissa is wrong, right? So it doesn't really matter at this point, like I said. But... I find that people get desensitized when we say Melissa's mom or Joe's mother-in-law was not invited to the wedding. And I think that people would understand it more or maybe it would resonate with people a bit more if instead of saying that Teresa did not invite Donna Marco um, at this point, I don't really care about the sisters. Like, I think that, you know, to appease everyone, she could have obviously extended, like, an invite to Lisa and Kim. But we're not going to lose any sleep over that, right? But I'm saying when it comes to Donna, Donna Marco, which is Melissa's mom, we tend to say Melissa's mother. Or we tend to say Joe's mother-in-law. But one thing that we often forget to say when it comes to Donna Marco is that Donna is Antonia, Gino, and Joey's grandmother. That's their Nona. Okay, I think if we say it like that, it will resonate and connect more with the audience. So basically... When, the, when Teresa took the decision not to invite Donna Marco to her wedding, she basically 
decided not to invite the kid's grandmother to her wedding. I just want people to just kind of sit down and listen to that for like one second. You know, Teresa can't be acting like she is so hurt that Antonia didn't come to Melania's Sweet 16, okay, when she did not invite Antonia's grandmother to her wedding. Those people are family. I know Teresa understands this because, you know, she's Italian. That's how they're raised. Um, Louis, he's Dominican, Mexican, Puerto Rican. There's no way that he doesn't know that this is a big no-no, right? Especially when you go and you invite people that you truly don't have a friendship like that with, that you may have met like here and there, but those are not necessarily people that should be attending your wedding. You have a whole bunch of bravo celebrities attending your wedding. So how do these people make the cut? But the kids, like your nieces and nephews, grandmother, right, only living grandparent at this point is not invited and your parents had a relationship with this woman again big fan of Teresa not I'm not a fan of that I just think that the whole thing could have been avoided if she should if she would have just said you know what I don't really care like that but I don't want like if the if the goal is to move forward with my brother if we don't want to argue like that and continue to argue like that you know I'm just gonna invite his mother-in-law which happens to be my nieces and nephews grandmother and I, I happen to know this woman as well right so I just think that Teresa cannot act like she is so sad about her daughter not having her cousin at her sweet 16 and um, you know not necessarily talk to her therapist about her own wrongdoing when it comes to not inviting Joe um, the mother-in-law or the kid's grandma, the kid's Nona, right? So <laughs> I just thought I would share that with you guys. So anyways, so then after that, um, you know, it kind of just, uh, the, the show just goes on with, you know, Margaret and Margaret and, um, Jen Fessler who comes and visits her and you know so far Jen she's kind of like an addition to the show she's a friend of she's not a housewife uh, I have always I've also stated before that you know so far I'm not like a super fan of Jen although I was quite happy that she gave Margaret a little check right because um, Margaret definitely deserved to be checked um, a little bit during that time after what she said to Jennifer um, to Jennifer uh, Aiden, I, I truly believe that, you know, when you're a housewife, it's a balance. You, we, we like to see people have fun. We ha we like to see them argue. And um, we like, you know, when things get a little bit explosive. However, Margaret tends to be a little dangerous with her words. Um, the whole comment about Jennifer being a drug addict, unnecessary, not true and uh, quite slanderous you know it's kind of dangerous and i think should get a warning for that right because this is like someone's I, I said that last week someone's smoking pot at the end of the night 
um, whether it was legal back then or that it has been made legal now, it doesn't really matter. I, that doesn't make you a drug ha addict. And I just think that Margaret tends to be very responsible with her words just because she does not like Jennifer. And Jennifer is right. She has a point. I've always said this um, since the very beginning of the show. Margaret is good for the show, but at the same time, I don't know how people are going to receive this, but I'm going to say this anyway. I feel like Margaret is only strong because of her blackballing of the other, uh, of her other cast members. You know, she is blackmailing them. She knows stuff about them. And the girls are always on her best behavior. You could see, you could see that what Jennifer is saying right now is true. Uh, Margaret just keeps it in the back pocket and then she sits on the information and just decides if you're going to mess with me, I might come for you, right? So at this point, I know a lot of people are saying that Melissa and Joe should not return after next season if they're not going to have a relationship with Teresa. In my personal humble opinion, I think that Margaret should be the one that does not return next season because... For as long as a person like Margaret is on the show, I think she's going to make it difficult for people to be truly themselves, like to be true housewives, right? Like we don't want to see uh, a bunch of women that are all agreeing with each other, not because they actually do agree with each other, but because they're like, oh, what is this person going to dig up on me at this point? And, um... You know, I have these rumors about me. Margaret knows so many people. She can ruin my life, yada, yada, yada. So at this point, it's almost kind of like Margaret is the toxic one in the group, right? And I feel like if they were to bring a different person who knows how to play the game but doesn't play the game as dirty as Ma Margaret is playing it, um, the show would thrive a little bit more. But that's just my personal opinion. I think... We could still keep Jennifer Aiden. I think we can still keep Teresa, of course. Uh, Jackie, I don't think we're going to see her again. <laughs> Definitely keep Danielle Cabral. Um, Rachel Fuda, love her family. Um, the jury's still out when it comes to Rachel. Um, and so far, it seems like whatever Margaret says, she agrees with. So again, that's just another person that is going to agree with Margaret. And we have enough of those on uh, on the show. And then we have Melissa that, you know, I would like to see Melissa return for next season. And even after the next one, because uh, like I said before, I don't think it's fair for Melissa to lose her job as a housewife just because now you know, she's not getting along with Teresa and they, they don't have a relationship. I think that it happens sometimes. Like, I don't truly believe that Teresa and Margaret have a relationship either, On the, like, outside of, like, filming. I don't think they see each other like that. So if Margaret and Teresa can go at it on the show and as friends, why can't Melissa stay on the show with Joe, um, not necessarily having to interact with Teresa all the time, but they could still... Um, have a connection through the group right and I'm also wondering like over the past few seasons if you've been watching the show um, they started that whole boys night thing 
right? Before, it seemed like the show, like the Real Housewives of uh, New Jersey, had enough content to not show the men as much, right? We would see the men with their wives, but the men would not necessarily have their own scenes. This kind of started like around the time that, you know, Joe Benigno joined the show and then Joe Gorga, Joe Benigno together, and then they started doing these and Frank. So if we get rid of Melissa and Joe, I wonder <laughs> what's going to happen with Boys Night. Because we see the man uh, on the boat together having fun and drinking. That's always a fun episode. We see the men golfing together without the women even there, right? We see that. We see the, the men go to the bar and have a blast or things get explosive with them too. So I'm just saying, what would happen to Boys Night for Jersey if Melissa and Joe were not to return on the show, right? So that's another thing that I wanted the listeners to keep in mind when it comes to New Jersey. But anyways, I digress. Um, next scene, we're talking about Dolores, Dolores and Paul, Polly and her dad, sweet moment. Um, I think the dad is really happy that Dolores has finally found a man that, you know, wants to be her number one, wants to be there for her. So can't be upset at Dolores for that. Can't be upset at her father. No, I do not feel bad for Frank. <laughs> I love Frank Catania on the show. But then again, um, if he knew he had a prize, he should have kept the prize and he should have just been a good husband to her. And now it's time for Dolores to think about herself. The kids are old. The kids are, I'm not sure if they're out of the house or in the house or whatever, but I'm just saying it's really time for Dolores to do Dolores, right? So everybody else that is coming around and saying, oh, Frank, he misses you. He wants the relationship that you guys once had. It's like people grow up like you guys have been saying to Dolores that she deserves to have a man in her life that treats her the right way, that makes time for her, that is there for her, that is committed to her. Now she finally finds that guy and everybody everybody's feeling sad for frank frank has britney focus on britney okay um dolores is not coming in the way or in between of that so just focus on britney and let dolores be happy right so that's really my take on that when it comes to this not much to say otherwise but um <laughs> in that scene you know when they're at the bar and they're kind of just like practicing for their upcoming game of baseball uh rachel fuda who seems to be the one so far who gets some information and goes back to the, the group and blabs it all out she basically says to melissa hey Teresa basically said that margaret is better as a friend than an enemy melissa gets a little bit kind of testy at that point and says i knew it i knew that this whole reconciliation was fake uh, I know that her motives are not what, you know, what, what people think it was. It's not a real apology. Uh, she hates Margaret and all of this. And to be honest with you, how can you not, right? Margaret is basically the one who exposed, well, no, I can't say that like this. Like it was out there, but Margaret was definitely the dog with the bone who kept on bringing back that information to the group about Louis. So I do you know understand how Teresa got annoyed with that right and 
Margaret again, she's the one who told the secret, which was not her secret to tell about Bill and Jennifer. So, you know, I do understand what Teresa is saying. Um, Margaret is better as a friend than as an enemy. But at some point in time, when it comes to the show, I think that the focus, the collective focus should be to either push Margaret out or to have Margaret demoted as a friend because of, you know, her behavior within the group is toxic, right? The women cannot be themselves because they're like, oh, there's this person who's going to blackmail us or my deepest, dirtiest secret is going to come out. And let's just be honest. You know, we talked about that last week. Uh, no one is perfect. People make mistakes unless they're murderers or, you know, they, uh, hurt women, children, dogs, or animals. I'm saying like people are mostly flaws, flawed and people will make mistakes at times, right? So sometimes you have good people that do bad things. So at the end of the day, I don't think that, you know, if it, if it doesn't need to be brought up or if it doesn't add anything to the show, it shouldn't even be, you know, on Margaret's table to just be like, oh, okay, well, if you don't agree with me, this is what's going to happen to you, right? <laughs> and if you notice, um, just doing a little bit of a um, sideline here, um, was it last season or a couple seasons ago? You know that season where Tracy and Tiki, Tiki were on the show? It seemed to me like Tracy at first was kind of coming at Margaret because she was defending Jennifer, right? She was feeling for Jennifer and she was like, yeah, you know, her infidelity, you didn't have to do that. Like, don't be so ins insensitive. She's allowed to cry. Like she seemed like she was standing up to Margaret. And then I don't know what happened. Um, a couple episodes later, she was all up Margaret's ass. So I don't know, maybe <laughs> Margaret said something to her. Maybe she blackmailed her. Maybe she blackballed her and said, listen, you really want to be on this side because if you're not on this side, then, you know, this is what we're going to do, right? So uh, it seemed to me that Tracy <laughs> got in line afterwards and uh, just decided to befriend Margaret that season. But anyways, I thought that that was very interesting. So um, after that, you know, um, oh, you have the... Um, the cherry the fundraiser the baseball game really fun cool game same thing as last year um jackie again i think it's unfortunate because i do like evan on the show um jackie's kind of doing the most right now she's just like oh my god you're so hot on the calendar like have sex with me right now um, I'm not quite sure <laughs> I'm not quite sure this is the real Jackie I think she's doing a lot for the camera to make herself look like she's valuable but you know Jackie is just not it we need uh, a certain amount of dysfunctional uh, di dysfunctionality to be on the show right and you're just not that person so um, I'm happy they have Danielle because Danielle speaks her mind Danielle on the show, she was just like, nope, listen, Teresa's my friend, Jennifer's my friend, some of the stuff that you said I don't agree with, and plus I have heard that 
you know, we need to kind of watch out for you because I don't want to form a friendship with someone like, you know, she was talking to Margaret at that point. And she said, I don't want to form things over my head when they're not happy, right? So this girl, this strong girl from Staten Island, okay, uh, this New Yorker now living in Jersey is not being pushed around. She's not... Uh, a Margaret's minion or soldier, you know what I mean? It's like, find that funny because in that scene, Danielle is facing Margaret and Jackie is beside Danielle. And Jackie, although she has been demoted to a friend, is still trying to agree with Margaret instead of, you know, bringing the drama in like that would be her chance to potentially secure her position next year by not agreeing with Margaret at that point but instead she kisses her ass and then the new chick like Danielle Cabral is like no 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 okay I'm not with that I'm not for that those girls are my friend and if we're ever friends I don't want that between us right because that doesn't make a good friendship so I'm really happy that they casted a person that has that seems to have a shoulder over um, a, a head over her shoulder sorry <laughs> and also you know she did a little episode on watch what happens live with Andy and I loved all of her responses I was really impressed by Danielle so Keep on going, Danielle. Like, seriously, you're doing a very, very, very good job. So, and um, after that, you know, Jennifer comes in with Bill and Joe Gorga, Melissa, and um, their kid. Oh, my God, that kid is so cute. Joey, he is so cute. Like, I find he looks like he looks like Joe, but he looks a lot like Melissa. Like, when Melissa had um, her original face back uh, in season three. Uh, I find that that kid looks exactly like her and he's so cute and it was good to see them as a family coming for the cherry and then Teresa came with Louis and Gia and uh, Melania so Joe Gorga this season again completely checked out he doesn't seem like he wants to <laughs> he doesn't seem like he wants to talk to his sister at all right he's there uh in the locker room he's talking to his son he's talking to everybody he's cutting his the sleeves of his shirt and then Teresa, he hears his uh like his sister's voice and he literally bolts out of there he's just like nope don't want to talk to her uh he's kind of a little cold to gia a little like you know he says hi but he's a little cold to melania as well like a little hug a distant hug and then hi to louis and that kind of stuff right and i can't really blame joe for running away like that because that comes um it, that charity event was right after um the housewarming and joe did not attend the housewarming and then i'm sure once melissa came back home she most likely downloaded joe with everything that happened during the party, you know, like the girls, I'm sorry, like the girls, like, you know, how things were a little cold, how Teresa said, my chosen family, uh, and then someone screaming, we love you, Joe, or we miss you, Joe, something like that. So I'm sure Joe at this point is just like, listen, every time I talk to this girl, my sister, um, things do not go well. Last year, Joe attended, um, he attended, um, what was it, like a pool party or a barbecue, something like that. 
and then you know he fought with his niece by the pool and i'm not saying that gia was wrong she was not wrong she was not wrong in wanting to defend her father joe judice um because obviously joe had said some pretty nasty stuff about joe judice called him a piece of shit um said that you know he put his mother in a grave uh, he kind of banged the tables um, at, at the shore house and then said to Teresa, like, you know, he was yelling at his sister. So I could understand why Gia felt the need to address this with her uncle and just say, listen, please do not speak of my dad. Don't speak about my dad anymore. Dad, I understand. Gia was 21 or 22 years old at that point. I think... If you can say things in a respect, it, it, you know, in a respectable way to your uncle or aunt, uh, yeah, you know, I'm all for it. It should be done. However, you know, Gia came with a little bit of attitude at first. <laughs> you know, she kind of made a little bit of a snarky comment under her breath, got called out by her uncle, then kind of argued with him. Melissa tried to check her a little bit and said, listen, like your uncle, he doesn't understand why you're coming at him like this like he is shocked right so eventually they kind of made up but for someone who's like as traditional as joe gorga like i would say as a man that probably did not sit very well with him to have his niece just grab his head and say oh you know i feel like throwing your head away sometimes like you know that's a little bit kind of i don't know too modern day for him like I would just say that in my own family, like we're not Italians, but in my family that would not pass, right? I would have like a big problem with that if one of my daughters um, interacted in that manner with like an adult, right? Like a, obviously she has an adult, but I'm saying like someone that like is an uncle or an aunt or a grandparent, I would not want that. So I understand that Joe didn't want to put himself in the line of fire again. By not attending and clearly he's still upset because he had the big argument with louis at the bar he's upset that his mother-in-law is not invited right so he does not really care he does like there's nothing in his, in his mind um that his sister could potentially say to him that will make him feel better about the whole thing it's like no you did this on purpose you don't invite my kid's grandmother and you want me to be cool for you like you where is your effort you know you keep on inviting me to these things but then you tell me you're not close with me that we don't have a relationship then you say you don't like my wife then you say my wife is the only person who's not going to be in your wedding because you don't like her so how can you continue to say all of these things to us Teresa? And we still have to do the right thing, right? We still have to show up for you for your birthday. We still have to show up for you for um, your housewarming. We still have to kind of just run towards you and hug you, even though you do this stuff to us constantly, right? So I can't be mad at Joe for this, for running away and not wanting to talk to his sister. Anyways, when they're on the field, um, Rachel Fuda, 
you know, she's kind of funny, this girl, because it seems like she doesn't really like Jennifer, but then she wants to talk to Jennifer. And then she's like, oh, your daughter, you know, she broke my heart. She says that she wants to be like a, a love uh, therapist or something like that, which is sad um, given what happened last year. So obviously, you know, Jennifer, as the great mother that she is, she starts uh, crying and f feeling some sort of way and a little bit emotional about the whole thing. So I don't know. Um, I felt for Jennifer at that point, but I just want to talk about Jennifer at the end because there's something that I want to say about uh, her and Belle. Just going back to um, Teresa, Melissa, Joe and the kids for a moment. You know, Gia is it, 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 Gia has been giving like given some time to do those confessionals and kind of just speak her mind and say certain things. Listen, I, I, I don't think that that's fair because if they're going to have Gia on the show to do confessionals and talk and give her two cents about the situation, well, she's not the only family member, right? They also can bring Antonia and have Antonia give her side of the story as well. That would be a little bit more balanced because it, otherwise just leave the kids out of it, right? Nothing against Gia, but obviously people are always going to be about their own, right? Gia is always going to protect her mother and her father. But Antonia will also always want to protect Melissa and Joe. So I don't think it's fair to bring Gia to, you know, drop her two cents and say, I feel like my aunt is drawing a wedge between me and my cousins, right? I haven't seen my cousins and I feel like my uncle uh, Joe and Melissa are responsible for the wedge between the family. Well, you know, it would be nice if the microphone was given to Antonia as well for Antonia um, as the eldest daughter of the Gorga clan to speak on that and just be like, listen, I've also seen my parents try uh, time and time again. And it seems like, you know, things get a little bit better and then they go back, right, for the worse. So I don't think that it's fair to give Gia the microphone to speak on that and not provide the same opportunity for the other kids to do the exact same thing, right? So I don't know if there's something legal about that, but I'm pretty sure it's not legal because in the Teresa check-in special, the kids were much younger and they were speaking on camera um, in the confessional and giving kind of like their opinion about stuff. So, you know, that's just a thought. But at the same time, I do feel like, again, I'm not sure how much editing goes into all of this, but if you go back season three, Gia must have been five, six, maybe seven or eight years old. Okay. And I think it's the last episode when Jacqueline is at the house, Teresa receives, um, like her big family picture, like the family portrait with like the Gorga, the Judices and the parents. So, um, you know, Jacqueline is talking to Gia at that point. Uh, Teresa had left the room. I think she was like looking for some hammer or something like that in the garage. So Jacqueline was kind of like making a comment to Gia and say, oh, this is such a nice picture. Are you happy like to see all the family together like that? You know, like it used to be. 
and um, Gia says, yeah, I hope it stays. I hope it stays. And then she made a comment that um, basically her Uncle Joe is fine, but that his wife, Melissa, kind of controls him. Okay, I can't recall the comment verbatim, but she does say this. Season three, last episode. Okay, and she says, Melissa controls Joe. That's That comes out of the mouth of a six, seven, eight-year-old at that point, right? And um, Gia, Gia has made comments about her aunt and uncle on the show multiple times. Melissa lip syncs. Um, the kids have said she stinks. Um, you know, she doesn't know how to sing. They've said a lot of things about Joe and Melissa on the show. And I'm not talking about the drama in between the adults. I'm just, I'm not talking about what Joe Gorga has said about Joe Judice. Joe Judice is a big man. He can defend himself. Uh, I'm not talking about the argument between the adults or the siblings. They're like adults. They can defend themselves. But it's unfair when a child says it because what are you going to do really? Are you going to snap at the child? Like, are you going to get mad and just like get into an argument with it? Like, you know, it's just not fair, right? So at this point, I'm not sure who is actually driving the wedge within the family because in 13 seasons, well, Melissa and Joe, they joined season three and we're season 13. So technically, let's say 10, 11 seasons that they've been on the show. I cannot recall one time where you either see Joey, Gino, or Antonia say anything, anything negative about Teresa, about Teresa's kids, or about Joe Judice. And if someone has that footage, I would like to see it because I cannot recall one time that the Gorga kids have said anything negative about Teresa, their aunt, or their uncle Joe, Judice. But there are plenty of footage of the kids saying something negative about the Gorga kids or the, the Gorga parents, right? So I'm just saying like, uh, uh, you know, obviously Gia is gonna be about her mom, but she should also be honest and just say, listen, my parents don't really, my, my, my parents don't really get along with my uncle Joe. Um, that's their problems. That's their problem, me and my cousins, you know, we don't see each other as much like I would like to because of the fighting, but you know, just leave it at that. Don't try to just say that the reason why you're not seeing your cousin because GI, you have your driving, your driver's license. You know, if you really wanted to, I'm sure you could go to Joe and Melissa's house and say, I want to see Antonia or I want to see my cousins and they would be happy to see you. They'll be like, come on in. Like, are you staying? Do you want a coffee? Do you want a drink? Like they would be happy to see you, of course. And vice versa. I'm sure if Antonia and the kids were to show up at Teresa's house, she would be happy. But she can't expect for Melissa and Joe to send the kids over there and that she doesn't reciprocate the same thing, right? It's not a one-way. Like, it takes two 
to argue and it lead, it takes at, at least two to make up as well right so anyways that's my take on that some people may not like what i have to say when it comes to this but like i said if you're tuning in here um we're not just going to agree with one person it doesn't matter if we like them or not uh, I find that there's enough podcasts out there where you can get that, right? There's going to be like the Melissa fans, Die Hard, and the Teresa fans, Die Hard, and that's it. Nothing in between, right? Teresa can never be wrong. Melissa can never be wrong. So I'm just saying that's not what we're doing here. So if you tune in uh, to my podcast, you're just going to get, um, you know, my, my, my true opinion when it comes to things, right? So fast forward to the last scene um, between... Um, Jennifer and Bill. I know I've heard a lot of people say that they feel like Bill has checked out. Like Bill is on the couch. He's not really talking. He looks visibly uncomfortable. Um, you know, Jennifer is doing a talking, a lot of the talking and basically saying, I'm sick and tired of you treating me like a subordinate. I'm not your employee. Um, you know, you come home from work, you don't even say goodbye or a good day or say hi to your kids, ask me about my day. And then when we finally see you, it seems like there's a complaint or something that we did wrong, right? So I understand. I understand what Jennifer is saying. And I really, really love Bill and Jennifer's relationship. It's a traditional relationship. Like I find that her whole family is so rich you know she has customs like traditions like her parents like even like the way that she was um you know proposed to uh, to bill or you know like the whole thing about being kind of like asked and um your family like picking your man and you kind of have to agree to it or not and you know those are customs and things and i truly believe that jennifer loves bill and i also believe that bill loves jennifer However, I'm going to say this. Um, I feel like if Jennifer does not stop talking about Bill's affair, I feel like this could be detrimental to their relationship. Okay. And uh, obviously the affair was exposed last year by Margaret. And I think that Jennifer, like she handled this like, amazingly you know she took it on the chin and she basically owned up to it and then she she was going through it the entire season you know like she went through pain rage um sadness like you know she was going through all of the emotions of having the affair exposed so we kind of went through that already last year and i feel like the more jennifer talks about the actual affair um the worse it's going to get for her and her relationship with Bill. And what I'm talking about is not talking about the affair privately, but talking about the affair publicly. Um, Cause I can't, I can't seem to take out of my mind what happened to Shannon Bedore and David. W was that his name, David? I think his name was David. But anyways, when, when uh, Shannon, started talking about the affair it seemed like all she did was talking about the affair she talked about the affair she talked about the affair then they did t therapy together and it was like david would go and try to save his marriage and 
if you recall, he, he, he kind of looked checked out as well, right? Uh, he kind of looked like, you know, I'm not really going to say too much, like timid, ashamed, embarrassed, obviously, because it's not something that most people are proud of, like when they have an affair and to be called a cheater, even though he cheated. Um, so I feel like it's kind of like the same for Bill, right? Um, it's almost like at this point, they should not do therapy on TV. It should just be a private thing. And I think that therapist, for, for, for what we've seen of her, she seems quite good. She seems like she's been through quite a, like a few things like with her clients in the past. So she's heard a lot. So I truly believe that that therapist can help Bill and Jennifer. But I think it should be done off camera as opposed to on camera. Um, we already know about the affair. We know that they're working on it. I don't think that we need us, the, pu the public, to see all of that. Because I think at this point, Bill, I'm not a man, but from, you know, if I were a man, <laughs> or in my personal observation, observation of um, how men handle things, I feel like the reason why Bill seems so checked out on TV is because men like to be seen as heroes okay and right now not only does he have to bear um the judgment of you know us the viewers but he also has to bear the judgment of his kids his his children and i think that bill is having a hard time with that because you know i think people forget that when when there's an infidelity um, when you're married and, and there's an infidelity and children are involved, um, you're not just cheating your wife, you're cheating your children as well. Because, you know, all those times that you said that you were working late or yada, 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 you were not only lying to your wife, but you were also lying to your kids, right? So I think it's probably tough and heavy for Bill to be seen as a flawed individual by his children. And that's the reason why I think they should stop talking about it on TV. Because I felt this the exact same thing about um, David Bador, right? David Bador, at some point in time, I'm sure he was really committed and wanted to fix things with Shannon, but the constant reminding or reminder of being a cheater and you know he has three girls and you know things like that like the public shame and of course you know he did these things but I'm just saying at some point in time as a man probably wants to feel like this is enough like I can't take this like I can't walk into a house with people looking at me like I'm a zero like I want to be something to somebody you know what I mean it doesn't matter how much I want to work on my marriage. I want them to look at me like a hero and not a zero. So I don't know, you know, that's just my take on that. I think that um, Jennifer should focus on the other aspects of her marriage, right? Uh, and just kind of leave the um, infidelity part alone. So anyways, I will be back. Um, this Thursday talking about my predictions for next se next season anyways like my wants not necessarily my predictions what I would like to see I hope you guys tune in that's all I got for today thank you again for listening I love you all ciao